and that lets you save the who cares? True form life. Green look on. Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, so if you missed the last show, check out Rising Stars. We interviewed Thomas Williams, who's an aspiring Olympian. So he's uh, he's an ice dancer, figure sta- a skater. We explained that in the show. So you can head over to exploringmindandbody.com forward slash rising stars if you want to check that show out. I think you'd be surprised to hear all they have to go through to get to that elite level. And uh, today we have another fantastic interview. We have Sarah Scalza with us. She's a registered holistic nutritionist. She's a personal trainer and she's a Vega educator. Uh, I really enjoyed this, you know, this topic, this interview. And Sarah, Sarah's, Sarah's great. Uh, you'll hear, you'll hear her shortly here. But uh, I believe in a lot of things that she went over and probably couldn't have said them better myself. So thanks for coming on, Sarah, and and, uh, and putting that together for us. Coming up, uh... this is exploring mind and body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Today we're talking about plant-based nutrition. This is a favorite topic of mine, and uh, we have an expert with us who's going to explain all about this. So without further ado, Sarah Scalza. Yep, you got it. You got it. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Sarah. All right, Sarah, so welcome to the show, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So you're doing a lot of different things, and it's all directed towards, you know, health and fitness. Can you give our listeners a chance to resonate with you and let them know where you're coming from? Yeah, for sure. So I am a holistic nutritionist. I've also done my personal training program as well. And nutrition really is a passion of mine. Um, I started off out in the the snowboard and skateboard industry. I'm just being really passionate about that sport. And um, I started to change my diet a little bit. I started to notice that when I started to incorporate more whole foods and more plant-based foods into my diet, I noticed a huge difference in my ability to perform, my ability to recover. And that really kind of fueled my fire and got me interested in nutrition. And before you know it, I was enrolled in the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition and um, became a registered holistic nutritionist. Since that time, I've worked with many professional athletes and I now work for a company based out of Vancouver called Vega. You're active now. I was looking at your bio here and there's a lot of different things you're doing right now to stay active and stay fit. And I imagine you're still nutritionizing your body properly. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I still am active to this day. I still um, snowboard a lot. I, I run pretty much every single day. Um, it's a huge part of my life. And um, through my years as a, as a nutritionist, I've really noticed how to, to really fuel my body with um, the right foods. So just choosing clean plant-based nutrition um, to really help my body thrive. Oh, you know what I was looking, we didn't talk about this off air, but I was reading your bio online and it says you ran, uh, what was your goal? F- 5K under 25 minutes? Yeah. And then you yeah. high-fived yourself? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. I was like, it was six in the morning. I was the only person out on the street and I was like jumping. I was like, woo! <laughs> if, if anyone did see me, I probably looked pretty ridiculous, but um yeah, no, it was a goal of mine, and I and I did it. That's cool. Well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I was reading that, and I was la- I was laughing. I, to be honest with you, I think that's fantastic. Though we should, I think I talk about that often. We should celebrate every uh, you know success or achievement, no matter how small or big. So, good for you. 
Thank you. <laughs> Talking about plant-based nutrition and whole food over processed food, and I absolutely love this subject. So hopefully we don't spend too much time on it. But why don't you jump into it? You know, why are you passionate about whole food over processed food, and what should we be avoiding? Simply put, um, the more you do to food, the less nutrients you'll you'll actually find in that food. So for me, I always encourage my clients, um, even for myself, I try and choose food in its whole form. Uh, because when you're choosing foods in their whole form, you are then consuming all of the nutrients found within that food. So naturally occurring vitamins, minerals, enzymes, antioxidants, you name it. Um, those whole foods, especially those plant-based foods, are, are extremely nutrient-dense. What should we look into avoid when we're looking at processed foods? Like we're, we should be, I mean, we should be spending most of our time in the produce section, first of all. But what, what kind of processed foods should we be avoiding or all of them together? If you're eating packaged foods, then you definitely want to make sure that you're familiar with, with label reading. So a lot of people, when they'll pick up a packaged food, they'll look right at the nutrient fact panel. And this is great because a lot of times people are looking for foods that are lower in sugar, maybe higher in protein. Um, but something important to remember is that that nutrient fact panel is more so speaking to, to the amounts of nutrients. It's not speaking to the, the quality of the ingredients in the food. So if you're reading... Um, that ingredients list then, then you definitely want to look for um, food ingredients, right? You're consuming a food, so you want to see whole foods in that ingredients list. Um, anything that you don't understand, if there's any um, ingredients in there that you've never heard of before, and there are some with massive long names, um, then you might want to choose something else. Or maybe look a little bit more in depth to that ingredient and really see where it's being sourced from. So I always, a big trigger for me is anything artificial. So artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. If I see any of those in there, then I definitely try and, and steer clear of that product. To be honest with you, personally, I don't, I mean, I rarely recommend reading the nutritional value. <laughs> I always tell, you know, my clients and, and people that I'm working with to look at the ingredients and then understand the ingredients and then look to where they're sourced from. We'll get into eating local um, in later on in the episode, but I really think that that means so much more to know what actually is in your product as opposed to what the nutritional value is. Exactly. It was funny, we were at a trade show not too long ago and these, um, they, <laughs> there was a number of people that were coming out of this booth and they were bags and bags of some kind of chips and I and I assume they would be a, a healthy option but they weren't so when people would come over I'd ask them what you know what was in it what what, what kind of ingredients is that made with and most people didn't know they knew it was gluten-free and they knew it was 100 calories and that was it I always try to promote and help people understand that understanding the ingredients is much more important than most other things you're looking at on the on a package totally and a lot of times people don't even read the ingredients list like I did a talk actually last weekend at um, a health food store and I got everyone to go up and grab their their favorite food from the grocery department and then come back. And then I got everyone to read the top three ingredients in that food. And this one girl, she had chips, but they were like, I guess kind of a healthier version. But one of the top three ingredients was um, maltodextrin. And so I don't know if you're familiar with maltodextrin, but um, it's a highly refined sugar product that's generally derived from corn or wheat. And um, those are, are some of the top 
sensitivity aggravating ingredients and a lot of people don't actually realize that when they don't feel well after certain foods that they're eating maybe some of those ingredients are derived from some of those those foods that are causing them to have these sensitivities let's take a short break here but when we come back we're going to talk about picking plant-based foods and this just goes along with the first tips so um you, you know it's it's a nice little segue so stay right there uh, we're right back on exploring mind and body with sarah scalza Exploring mind and body with True Forms, True Tadia would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. AG Foods in Didsbury, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart, working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, True Tadia, or to find out how you can become a sponsor, visit exploringmindandbody.com. All right, welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. We have holistic nutritionist Sarah Scalza with us, and we're talking about plant-based nutrition. So what do you have to tell us? What kind of advice can you share with us about eating plant-based? Absolutely love talking about plant-based foods, um, just merely because there's so many benefits to incorporating these foods into your diet. And I mentioned in the, in the last segment, um, I used the term nutrient-dense. I'm not quite sure if I really explained what that, that means, but um, basically plant-based foods are, are considered nutrient-dense because they have a high nutrient to generally lower um, calorie content. So it's kind of like getting the biggest bang for your buck with the foods that, that you consume. Um, most people think that really when they're hungry, when they're craving food, that their bodies are, are really just craving calories, but our bodies are actually craving nutrients. Um, so if we can supply our bodies with, with these nutrient-dense foods, this is really going to provide our, our bodies with the, the right nutrition that we need to, to thrive and to really feel our best. I often say I wish there was a way we could count nutrients instead of calories because we'd be so much more healthier if we uh, paid attention to nutrient-dense foods. Definitely. No, I definitely agree with that. And plant-based foods, like I said, are that perfect example of a nutrient-dense food. What kind of food should we be looking for that are high in vitamins and minerals and antioxidants? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, for myself, when I started to incorporate more plant-based foods into my diet, I, I honestly, I had no idea where to start. I didn't know what foods I should eat the most of, which foods I should eat the least of. Um, but I really found a, a perfect balance when I started to incorporate more um, fibrous vegetables into my diet. So dark leafy greens, um, carrots, zucchini, making up the base of my diet. So those fibrous vegetables really being the majority of my diet and then going up the scale to um, different types of fruits. So for myself, I like to eat different local fruits, apples. I'm a huge fan of apples. Um, coming from the Okanagan, why wouldn't I be? Um, also, um, proteins, so plant-based proteins. So looking for um, quinoa or legumes, lentils, um, and then also incorporating some healthy fats. So having some avocados and nuts and some seeds um, in my diet as well. And the very least amount of, of plant-based foods that I generally incorporate into my diet are coming from those starches and grains. So I definitely will incorporate these, but at a smaller amount. Um, so like brown rice, squash, sweet potatoes. What's your favorite kind of apple? Gala. <laughs> yeah. We just had this, I went to a, a farmer's market and, and the lady was selling Fuji apples, which is my favorite. And they came from BC. So um, I was pretty happy to get, you know, more locally grown Fuji apples. 
love them. So do you find people, you mentioned some of your, uh, you mentioned FETs and that comes up a lot. We're not really, we're not focusing on FETs, but just a question I wanted to ask you was, do a lot of people still have a hard time understanding that they're healthy fats and um, not so healthy fats? I find that more and more people are starting to kind of switch their, their mindset um, on healthy fats and incorporating more fats into their diet. I feel like that was kind of more of a mindset in the past, you know, when, when there was that huge rage where everything was coming out fat-free. Um, but with more and more research being done, um, even just the popularity of coconut oil, right? Like, you know, coconut oil is huge now and people use it for absolutely everything. So I definitely feel that now that kind of mind frame is definitely starting to shift. All right, let's jump over to our next topic, staying away from artificials. And you have a number of different types of artificials to stay away from. So what, what can you tell us about staying away from these different types of artificial substances? So artificial colors, flavors, and, and sweeteners. Um, so this is something that I generally look for if I'm buying a packaged food. So I generally will look and see, are there any artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners? And if there are, then I'll usually kind of steer away from that product. Um, There's so many natural ways that we can um, flavor our foods or even color them. Um, Beets, turmeric, for example, these all add great color to to foods and and can be used to to change the color of, of different beverages and so on. Um, artificial sweeteners, there really shouldn't be a need to, to use these, um, especially when you're consuming whole foods and whole food products. So um, bars, for example. So say you have, um, uh, you're looking for a protein bar or you're looking for um, just a whole food bar. Um, it could be sweetened with dates. So you're, you're starting to see dates come up more and more in bars or even whole food sweeteners like um, tapioca syrup or brown rice syrup, you're starting to see these pop up more and, and more. So there's really no need to artificially sweeten any any food. You know, a question I wanted to ask you was, with all artificial sweeteners, are they often MSG? I heard that a couple of times. Uh, often MSG? Well, MSG is used to, to flavor different foods, but I would say for sweeteners, no. I would say maltodextrin is, is probably like the biggest, biggest one out there that I've I've really seen, especially um, in in sports products as well. Can they label that and still call it corn-free, GMO-free, soy-free? Um, no, know? they they wouldn't be able to, especially if they're going through something like um, non-GMO project. Okay. Um, the non-GMO project is so thorough that if they were if they had maltodextrin on the label, um, they would definitely check back and see where exactly is that source from. Is it sourced from corn? Is that corn non-GMO? Then um, that's where that would come into play. Okay. Before we move on, I just want to ask you a quick question. The artificial sweeteners that we can use, like maybe do you have some healthy alternatives for us that won't increase your blood sugar level or um, things that taste good that we can add to baking or mm-hmm. cooking? Totally. Um, well, I mentioned some before, like dates. Dates are great. They're a whole food. Um, you can eat them on their own or you'll find them more and more in bars. Um, stevia is great too. Um, minimally processed stevia. So it's actually um, a zero on the glycemic index. It's not really going to have or it's going to have no effect on your blood sugar. So it makes things taste um, sweeter. It's, it's a lot sweeter than um, sugar. So you you only use a very, very little amount to, to sweeten your baking or your food. Um, 
what else? Uh, people also use agave. So agave is found. It's also a low glycemic sweetener as well. Coconut palm nectar, you can find more and more, and it's lower on the glycemic index. It's about a 35. Yeah, so those of you that aren't familiar with the glycemic index, sorry, I just had to quickly explain. <laughs> um, it's a scale from 0 to 100, and it rates foods on how quickly they spike your blood sugar. So generally anything under 55 is considered low glycemic. I appreciate that. I think that there's so many people just learning and not knowing where to start when we get too complex, and we, I think we lose people, so I appreciate that. All right, let's take a, a commercial break here, but when we come back, I want to talk about sensitivity aggravating ingredients, so I think that's an interesting topic, and then we'll finish off with you know, eating local, which I love, um, GMO, and then even organic, so stay right there. We'll be back with Sarah. Uh, she's a holistic nutritionist, and we're talking all about plant-based nutrition. This segment brought to you by True Form Fitness. Personal training and group classes available locally for all your health and fitness needs. Visit trueformlife.com for details. All right, welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. We have holistic nutritionist Sarah Scalza with us, and we're talking about plant-based nutrition. So we have two more topics we want to cover. Uh, right now, we're talking about the sensitivity aggravating ingredients. So Sarah, what should we be avoiding here? Kind of a mouthful, sensitivity aggravating ingredients. <laughs> and there's three, top three sensitivity aggravating ingredients that are found in a ton of foods, especially packaged foods, and those are dairy, gluten, and soy. So I've seen more and more now with clients coming in and, and they actually have a sensitivity to one of, of these three ingredients and they don't generally realize that it's, it's kind of hidden in, in some of their foods and they, after a meal, they might walk away and they might start to feel really bloated or a headache kind of might come on. Um, they might feel a little bit nauseous, even some brain fog, and this can be caused um, by these ingredients. For the beginner or even myself, when you want something different, like there's soy in everything. Like in most packaged foods, there's soy lithocin in some way or which is aggravating. So um, how do we avoid, like we went over reading ingredients earlier in the show, but you know, how do we avoid, how do we know what's going on and, and stay away from, especially if that's a product that um, aggravates us? Well, there's more and more companies coming out now that are providing um products that have alternatives to either gluten um, or soy or even dairy. So even you'll see it in um, the supplement industry. So take protein powders, for example. Plant-based proteins are, are definitely growing in popularity and um, a lot more people are starting to look for plant-based proteins that are soy-free. So there are some great options out there that have uh, maybe pea protein, hemp protein, um, and so on. So there's definitely more options out there and reading your labels. And even if you go into your health food store and kind of chat with the worker there, they'll definitely be able to help you point you in the right direction. How do you know if you're sensitive to dairy, gluten, or soy, for example? Like, I know we should be paying attention to the foods that we're consuming, but you know, what should we be looking for? How do we know if we're sensitive to one of these? Yeah, it's definitely all about being in tune with your body. And um, what I've even done in the past is kept uh, a food journal. So I will write down absolutely everything that I eat and then I will log down how I feel maybe 15 minutes after. I'll log down how I feel maybe an hour after. And then that kind of helps you um, pinpoint maybe, maybe a specific food ingredient or product that you've eaten maybe in the last couple hours that you're, you're starting to not feel so good from. And then there's also the option of doing an elimination diet. So just 
basically eating a super, super, super clean diet and then slowly adding some of those foods you, you normally consume back into your diet and then really paying attention to see how you feel after you consume these foods. And then that'll really, really pinpoint it for you. Fantastic. Great tips. I love the keeping a food journal. So let's move on to our last topic here. This is going to be eating local. This is not GMO and organic when possible. These are a wide array of um, <laughs> topics, but mm-hmm. let's uh, briefly cover each one and uh, and offer some information about them. Totally. Um, so I can, I can combine eat local and organic kind of into one because people ask me, all the time, um, what I eat and do I eat everything organic? And the answer to that is no, I don't eat everything organic. Um, however, I do shop locally. So I definitely hit up my farmer's market. I shop at my local co-op. Um, I develop relationships with the farmers that I'm actually buying my food from. They might not have their organic certification, but I know just from speaking with them and chatting with them that they follow organic farming principles. Um, so I feel confident buying food from them, and I'm also supporting the community and, and that person's family as well. What are GMOs for our listeners that may not know? It is a food or ingredient that's, that's been modified at a, at a genetic level. So it's been altered in, from its natural state. Um, the unfortunate thing about this is that um, these foods just really haven't been around long enough for us to really know the health effects that they're going to have in our bodies um, long-term, and there's no laws in both Canada and the United States um, stating that GMO foods must be, be labeled. So so what are some of the top GMO foods that we could avoid if we were looking to do so? Corn and soy are definitely um, really high up there. Sugar beets as well. Um, so those, those, again, are... So we should be looking to buy those organically. Yeah, buy them organic or look for, um, there's actually um, a third party um, certificate program called the Non-GMO Project and they are amazing. They're super thorough. So you can actually look for their their symbol on packaged foods and and they'll guarantee you that um, that food is non-genetically modified. Before you go, where can we, you know, what are you doing? Where can we get a hold of you? What, uh, how can people reach out? What do you got for us? Yeah, well, um, I work for a company called Vega. So we're a plant-based supplement company and I am the regional educator of Western Canada. So I do a lot of traveling around and I do a lot of, um, of community seminars on, on plant-based nutrition. So you can look for me there, follow me on Instagram or Twitter and um, find out where I'm going to be. Okay, so we're going to link all those. This show is going to be plant-based nutrition. So check out exploringmindandbody.com forward slash plant-based nutrition. We'll have a blog post as usual. But other than that, Sarah, thanks so much. Can't thank you enough for being a part of the show and offering this valuable information for our listeners. Thanks so much for having me. This was awesome. After we lost mom, I was worried about dad living alone in that big house. But I couldn't imagine him being happy anywhere else. But then Jenny, our comfort keeper, helped to make things right. Across the country or across town, comfort keepers like Jenny provide in-home care for just a few hours a week or on an extended basis. Serving Red Deer in Central Alberta, 347-3730 or reddeer.comfortkeepers.ca. All 
right, so that'll wrap things up for this edition of Plant-Based Nutrition. Once again, thank you, Sarah, so much for coming on. If you want to check Sarah out, she's uh, you find her on Twitter at Sarah Scales, S-K-A-L-Z. And uh, I'm looking forward to keeping in touch with Sarah. Like I said in the intro, we have lots in common, and I really enjoyed this show. So hopefully you got some tips and, and understand more about uh, eating whole foods and plant-based and avoiding those processed, highly refined, very little uh, nutrient-dense foods. As always, thank you so much for your time, for tuning in. I always appreciate every chance you get to comment or share or download. All that means a lot to me in the show and helping us continue to move forward. Thanks to Jameson Brown, my producer. Always appreciate him and what he does for the show. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.